All right, hello and welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and this is episode 79. With me today is the co-commish, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Welcome to the 58 West King Podcast. This is episode 79. I can't even get through it. Uh, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Is that the repeater from uh, Super Troopers that we're doing? I was trying it. I was trying it. I failed miserably. That's good. All right, today we have some fantasy 101 tips and tricks for you casual fantasy managers out there and our Growing Up with Matt and Tony segment. So today we're covering the 1993 year for us. So this is going to be a shorter episode, but let's get into it with some fantasy tips and tricks. So we both started playing casually well over a decade ago. Uh, You started in 2000, was it 2008 or 1998? I started in 1998, at least following it. Yeah, Long time ago. And we've learned the hard way about some of the tactics the more experienced managers have employed against us. So my goal here is to just give a few things we've learned over the years that would help those folks in work leagues or casual leagues with friends uh, to get ahead. So help them gain a competitive edge or at least help them level the playing field. So would you like to get us started? I would. My first one is, and these are in no particular order of importance. They're just, as they came to the top of the head, I fired them away. Uh, First one, do not believe anything a head coach says during a press conference. And definitely don't use anything a head coach uses in a press conference to inform your weekly lineup decisions. Um, This might sound funny and... Funny and funny and smoke in the reefer. Okay, I got nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This might sound uh, funny and lackadaisical or ridiculous, but truth is head coach speak is a true thing. And too many people, especially fans of teams that they have players on, will like, oh, man, head coach said, head coach said Boston Scott's going to go off this week. So I'm going to plug in (laughs) Boston Scott in my RB1 position. Yep. They are saying what they feel like they need to say to get an edge on other teams. So a lot of misdirection is in play. Do not use any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, don't ever trust John Gruden. He's been telling us for two years, Josh Jacobs is going to be the feature back there. He's going to get a lot more targets in the passing game. He's a big fat liar. He's got a lined face. Don't believe him. Yep. Uh, Next up, I have a tip here. So if your league has a kicker or defense, do not draft either of those positions in your draft. Definitely don't take a kicker earlier than the last round if you must. So just go ahead and take some flyers on maybe some rookie running backs or rookie wide receivers who are competing for a starting spot. Uh, Those will pay a lot more dividends for you than taking a kicker defense who's probably not going to do any better for you if you draft them versus if you pick them up right before week one starts. Yeah, the best defense in the world can be good half the games and they play half the teams that are good offenses and they don't do as well pick up defenses that play bad teams you'll be you'll thank me later yep next one do not use the draft lobby's player list as your list to draft from these are so if you're on yahoo perfect example if you're on yahoo you're gonna see one through 200 and whatever that is yahoo's ranking based on yahoo's average draft position based on drafts done on yahoo's platform that cuts out A lot of other sites, it cuts out a lot of other... It's just all that saying is, oh, these people are drafting these people, so you should too. No, you shouldn't. Listen to us. Draft the people we tell you to draft, and you'll be better off. Don't draft the people that Joe Schmo and Chris Nickelbacher are drafting in their league in Ohio on Yahoo. Draft who you want to draft based on who we inform you you should draft, and you'll be better off for it. And you can take Matt's word for it. He is the top-ranked positional ranker here at 58 West Kings, so... He, he's telling you the truth here. He's telling you the truth. Can we edit it so it's just Schmo Schmo and Timothy Nickelbacher doesn't come in? Because it sounded <laughs> a little weird after I played it back. We'll just 
get rid of that one. I don't even think that one needs to be anywhere. Maybe you can don't bleep it. That's even worse. Um, just, <laughs> just we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep you it. Got to cut it. Okay. All right. My second tip is do not draft a quarterback or tight end early. Let someone else jump on the grenade and then focus on filling out the core of your team. Get your wide receivers, get your running backs, and just wait for those guys. Because just like with the kicker defense, you can wait, you can stream the position, and you're going to find value later on in those drafts. Yeah, you start two running backs, two wide receivers, sometimes three wide receivers. You need more of those people. You only start one quarterback. You don't need as many of them as you need. So there aren't going to be – there's going to be more of them available to you. Yeah, and the big thing is if you take a quarterback or tight end early, you have to do everything right. You have to pick up the James Robinson and the Miles Gaskin, right, once they're declared the starters. And that's not going to happen every year. So you're just taking a gamble. Play it safe. Fill out the core of your roster. And then just stream those guys or draft them a little later. Uh, waiver wire it is one of the most important things to you winning in fantasy football, or at least being successful. Um, first up, know your league's waiver dates. Know what days players clear waivers. It varies from league to league. It varies from platform to platform. Know what day your players clear waivers put your waiver bids in the night before to make sure that you get the players. That's how you get the best out players. That's how you get the injured backup. That's how you get, uh, that's how you get the James Robinson. That's how you get the Mike Davis. That's how you get some of the players that can help you win a championship. Very important to do so. Not all of us draft perfect. I definitely don't. There are ways to correct it. And that is by playing the waiver wire aggressively and correctly. Speaking of the waiver wire, go ahead and scope the waiver wire out uh, to see who your league mates have dropped once you, especially once you start getting into bye weeks. A lot of guys make bad decisions because they feel like they have to uh, just to pick up a player to fill in at wide receiver or running back. Last year, I was hurting for quarterback. I went real late. I think I took Carson Wentz and that didn't work out. But Josh Callis, I believe he had, you know, two studs. And so he dropped. Justin Herbert and I was able to pick him up right in the middle of the season and Herbert helped me make the playoffs, make a playoff run. So those opportunities are going to exist. Take advantage of them by looking at your waiver wire the day after just to look at those transactions and see who you can pick up for free, right? Whether you have a fab or whether it's waiver priority the day after a lot of those guys are there for nothing. You can just pick them up. It's just first come first serve. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, and it's really, you're going to, you're going to find out that if you're digging in the trash pile of a mansion, you're going to get some pretty good trash. Look, every league, every platform has a roster limit and the yep. best of the best can only have so many studs on their team at once. Eventually they're going to cut some B players, some C plus some B players, some A players. Yeah. Some handcuffs. And if you have a team full of C's, D's, E's and F's, um, and you're not shopping for bras, you're going to be looking for A's and B's. So let's go ahead and pick up pick up some of those players drop from those better types. We're talking about bras. We're talking about Josh in the mansion. What are we talking about here? I, I don't know. Bras are, you know, I mean, CDs, you, you get it. That's fine. I don't Got know. It. It's really going to get canceled. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up for me is know your league's rules. Again, this nice. might sound like a stupid one. Might sound like, oh, well, of course I know my league's rules. Do you? But do you? Again, not only do you, should you know your league's rules, but know your league's rules in context of the things that you listen to and the research that you do, right? So if you hear us like, oh, we're doing a best ball mock draft, PPR, and you're like, oh, yeah, and I'm not saying don't take us serious, do, but if you're in a league that's standard, take it with a grain of salt because chances are players are going to go different. There's a lot of things that vary from PPR to even half PPR to even standard to six kickers to no kickers to defense to IDP to three flex to super flex. There's, we're in 2021. We're living in the future. 
I can print plastic copies of my penis if I wanted to. I could do that. I could also play in 75 different types of fantasy football leagues, and not one of them would be the same. So just know know your league and know your league in context of the research you do. We are all over the place here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was a good one. That was one of mine, but I came armed with a backup. So mock draft. We do it pretty frequently once we get into the season or once we approach the season. So just go to Draft Wizard. That's on Fantasy Pros. I think Sleeper has it. Yahoo has it. CBS and ESPN, they all have it. And you can do it with AI or you can do it with your friends or just random people. But just get in a mock draft lobby. Do it a couple times with your league settings, um, which Matt just kind of mentioned. Make sure you know the rules, the point scoring, the roster positions. And then it'll just give you a gauge on like how late you can wait for the players you want or how early you need to take the wide receivers, running backs, whatever it is uh, that you need to take. Side note, if you're playing in a casual work league or casual friend league and you're drafting on Yahoo, mock draft on Yahoo. If you're playing on CBS, mock draft on CBS. And I recommend doing AI because more often than not, the computers are going to pick the players that their ADP recommends. Your other league mates might not listen to the 58 West King podcast. They might not know to not draft from the ADP positional rankings in their draft lobby. You're going to get a real good estimate on what 50, 60% of your league's going to do. Um, so just mock draft where you're drafting. Yep. Just because it helps. And most of those guys are probably staring at the Yahoo uh, ADP if that's where you guys are drafting too. So definitely an advantage you can have in your back pocket. My last one. And this is going to seem stupid. And you're like, why are you saying this? Watch football. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get so much from podcasts. You can get only get so much from reading articles and ESPN updates. Watch the games. If you're a sports fan and, and you know, a lot of people get into fantasy for a number of reasons. You're a degenerate gambler. Yep. Guilty. You love football. Guilty. You like sports. Yep. You're looking yep. for ways to get excited about teams that aren't your team. That you normally root for. Yep. Yep. There's a myriad of reasons. My point is this. If you've, Watch the games, get into the games, watch your players, see what they do. And you're going to, you know, there's some, there's statistics that only go so far. Um, there's also watching game film like Leonard Fournette statistically would not be a guy you want to draft this year. I'm telling you, if you watch the playoffs, you watch the Super Bowl, and you watch the season down the stretch, you're going to see a guy that got involved more, even if he didn't get the numbers to back it up. And those things almost always equate to future success for those players so watch the games that's how you get sleepers not from me telling you that Leonard Fournette's guy you should draft uh <laughs> you get sleepers from watching football games specifically yep. preseasons and things like that so watch football watch football you'll love it we love it everybody loves it the last thing i have is do not worry about the name on the back of the jersey uh, oftentimes we get trapped into you know buying an AJ Green or Larry Fitzgerald or Todd Gurley, especially when in the later parts of their career or they're in bad situations where they just, they're not going to have the opportunity. Just don't do it. Um, look at ADP, do your mock drafts, just watch football just to kind of get a, a real or truer picture of where those guys should be drafted. It's not to say you can't, but you know, oftentimes finding value in your drafts is how you're going to win or be successful in your leagues. Wear condoms and wear condoms. <laughs> this is a good rule for life. All right, so solid advice there. As we do more of these episodes on the fantasy tips and tricks, we can start branching off into Superflex or Dynasty or different formats, but just kind of setting a baseline for you guys so you can listen to and just kind of get better with us. So, you know, we're not perfect, but we do listen to you know fantasy football podcasts. We watch the shows. We watch football. We're always looking to improve, and hopefully some of those tips and tricks that we're throwing out there for you can help you do the same. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. 
Welcome to Growing Up with Matt and Tony. So if you're unfamiliar with the segment, what we're doing here is going through one year per episode. So we started with 1990 and we're discussing sports moments, pop culture, and personal moments that impacted our lives in some way, shape, or form. Today we're covering 1993. So let's go ahead and set the stage, Matt. Set the scene. Are, are you insinuating that people are not familiar with the Emmy-nominated Growing Up with Matt and Tony segment? Just in case they missed the first three. I don't. Anyway, this is 1993. So 1993, kind of a violent, kind of some violent stuff happens in 1993. Bill Clinton takes over as the 42nd president. Al Gore takes over as the 45th vice president. Hmm. hmm. I want to go back and check the math on that because I think there's some weird vice president stuff that might have happened in later history, and I should probably know about that. But anyway, so Bill Clinton takes over as 42nd president. Al Gore is 45th vice president. We have the World Trade Center bombing, first one. And we have the Waco, Texas fiasco. You might not be familiar. There's a lot going on there. Um, there's some pretty good, there's a very good series that kind of breaks down some of the on Netflix. On Netflix. There's also a good documentary that breaks down, talks about some of the the precursor stuff, ATF states, right? There's a lot of, a lot of things going to that, but I'm kind of culminated to a head in 1993. And so we had some, we had some rough stuff happened uh, politically. So that's 1993, kind of a bummer. Yeah, rough go. I probably should have found some more fun stuff. I'm sure there was some fun stuff that happened in 1993, but those are the main things that came up. So let's move on to what 1993 was for me and what 1993 was for Tony. So let's start with you, Tony. What's an album from 1993 that you enjoyed then and you still enjoy now? Sure. I was still I was still young, so I was influenced by whatever my parents would put on the radio, right? I was sitting in the backseat with my brother, not anywhere near the radio buttons, so... They would put whatever radio station on. They would bring home whatever cassette tapes, maybe CDs. I'm not sure. But from this year, I remember Pearl Jam's album, VS. I know Nate brought up 10, I think, a couple episodes ago. So Don't Call Me Daughter. I think that was probably the song most people remember. Don't call me daughter. Don't call me daughter. I love Pearl Jam because you can sing along with every Pearl Jam song and know zero yeah. words and sound pretty good. Pretty exactly. good. Exactly. What about you? Nirvana and Utero. Heart shaped box. Um, it's a good one. Yep. A couple other bangers on that CD, but specifically, Wait. yeah. Good choice. I'm just going to continue. We don't get Nirvana forever, so let's enjoy them while they're here. Hey, spoiler. Jeez. Ah, sorry. Was that 90? I don't even want to. I don't know. It was shortly after this, I it think. Was not that far after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Matt, you're driving. I know. I'm driving. Should be driving. Had some whiskey. Let's go. What TV show was captivating? Glued to the TV screen. What do you got? There was a couple, but. Probably the main one was Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Life. I was all about Nickelodeon watching those inappropriate ones (laughs) throughout the 90s, the Ren and Stimpy's, the the Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know, looking back and watching these episodes again, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that was on TV for for kids seven years of age or younger. But definitely Rocco's Modern Life uh, for me. Yeah, Rocco's was... Great. Oh, so good. Oh, wonderful TV show. There's like a common theme 
that ran through Rockers Modern Life. It was parking. It's like, I'm going to go to the beach. And then he like drives down the beach and then he's like, can't park at the beach. Yeah. So he ends up going back to his house. Somebody parked in his parking spot. So he has to park like another street further than yeah. his house. And then they had the same thing for a movie plex. A lot of themes that you see in those like adult cartoons for kids aged very oh, well. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah still ring true it's not like you would watch them like oh my gosh i don't even remember that like no that still happens today like they're parking still yeah. a problem no, these were, were absolutely written by people that we can relate to today like we probably get along with these guys really well if we could time travel 1993 was the genesis of i i, I don't want to say it was my favorite show throughout my childhood or young childhood but it it was and it was my first crush first girl i thought was Oh yeah. Boy meets world. Shout out to Panga. Shout out to Panga. Still looks good today. Let it go. I don't know the actress's name. It's probably for the best. That was on my list along with mighty Morphin power Rangers. See power Rangers was good. I liked power Rangers, but I'm not gonna lie. Boy meets world was my jam. Love boy. Mr. Feeney. I think I told one of my teachers in like the second grade, like, I wish you were better. I wish you were better. I wish you were like Mr. Feeney. Jesus. <laughs> That's a shot. Uh, yeah, I don't, and it wasn't even like I was trying to like insult them. I was just, I was a kid. I talked a lot, man. I don't, I still talk a lot. That part hasn't stopped. You should see how much I have to edit out. I mean, there's probably like 30 to 45 minutes each episode of Matt just going off on tangents. Yeah. Tony's going to, at the end of every season, Tony's going to release a, release a Snyder cut of me talking. Each episode is a day and a half. It's going to rise to the ranks of filmdom, even though it shouldn't because it's a piece of shit. Snyder cut, hot take. Sorry. Cause it's all over the place. Everyone talks about how great the justice league Snyder mm -hmm. cut is. It's horrible. It's like, Oh, it's not the Snyder cut. It's the Snyder. I didn't edit shit. And here's four <laughs> hours of people singing and like wide shots of people dying. Like, Oh, that's what I've been saving the audience from for the past year, a little over a year. Maybe, maybe don't release it. Maybe no, not. No, it's fine. <laughs> all right. So a TV show, uh, movies, Spoiler alert, great year for movies. Let's go through some years, Tony. I have more than one. Do you want me to just go down the list or do you want to do one at a time? I've got like eight or nine. We can go one at a time. We can go back and forth. Let's go. I'll start with the obvious choice here, and that's Sandlot. We still watch it today. I'm sure that was on your list. I'm sure that's on Nate's list. It was my number two on the list from this year. What was number one? That was my number two. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Oh my God, what a shot in the testosterone and adrenaline that was as a five-year-old kid. Holy shit. I remember like watching and going like so excited, like dinosaurs, dinosaurs, this is the best. And then T-Rex, oh shit, like hiding behind the couch, like being scared. Uh, I still watch Jurassic Park a couple times a year. Easily. Yeah, that was our introduction to, I think, dinosaurs on the big screen. And then also Jeff Goldblum and both were equally as fantastic. Loved it all crazy son of a bitch you did it <laughs> life finds a way which is what i say every time i hear somebody who had a vasectomy got somebody pregnant okay <laughs> next for you Go uh, so jurassic park was my number two so i'll move on to the next one that was mrs doubtfire Hello! great movie yeah mrs doubtfire rob williams r.i.p r.i.p great movie if you haven't seen it then just stop everything you're doing cancel your plans just go watch that yeah right now. great movie that was next on my list ironically enough coming right up after tombstone the classic Western drama starring Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Val Kilmer, and others. Just a phenomenal, it's a long episodic drama, but it's a great movie. A lot of great lines, a lot of great action. I think it started and created the modern Western. Probably before, probably that. before that, but that movie was loaded uh, as far as actors and actresses. So wasn't on my list, but the fourth one is the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. 
not, <laughs> and that's not a reflection of it being a good movie. It being on this list is a reflection of it being like a part of our childhood, right? Nintendo, Super Nintendo. And then they made a movie out of it. And I think John Leguizamo was in it. He was real weird. It wasn't really Mario Brothers, but I don't know. I remember watching. I was like, this is, this is okay. Yoshi scared the shit out of me. That like dinosaur creature. Uh, and the Goombas. I think for future episodes, we should start bringing in video games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe we should start in 94. We start talking about like video games we played. I agree. Because video games are a bigger part of my childhood than songs were, to be honest. Yeah, that was a huge part of how we kind of gingerly touched our tips together, right? Gingerly. Well, we didn't gingerly. We fucking Halo <laughs> smashed them together. Let's go. A uh, um, couple other movies. I don't know. How many more did you have on your list? Just one more. One more. Oh, so I'll, Fugitive. Just great. Great drama starring Harrison Ford. Tommy Lee Jones, Fugitive. Good movie. Last one I have is Nightmare Before Christmas. So, I mean, easy choice. My kids watch it today if it's on. That's kind of like our segue going from, you know, Halloween to Christmas. No way. Shortly after Halloween, we transition into Christmas decorations. So maybe a little early, but there's nothing to decorate for uh, for Thanksgiving. So I don't know. Don't judge me. I don't believe you. I'm just kidding. Two more I'll name out. Uh, sure. Terrible movies, but I loved them. Coneheads. Terrible movie. And so liked it. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd chewing on condoms, thinking it's gun chewing gum. It's classic <laughs> stuff. I rewatched it earlier with my 11-year-old stepdaughter, and I was like, oh, there's some parts you shouldn't watch. But otherwise, it was a fun movie. She enjoyed it. It's fun. And also, a movie that's terrible, but I still laugh when I watch it, is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. Great spoof one. movie. Obviously, it's not you know it's not Jurassic Park or Sandlot, but it came out in 1993, and I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, sports moment. Tony, what you got, man? What's a good sports moment for you in 1993? So I think it was 91 where I had the Bulls destroying the Lakers. So 93, basketball again. Uh, Bulls continued to dominate the league. Um, we were there. We witnessed greatness, Matt. Uh, this was the first uh, of Jordan's two three-peats, so pretty awesome to witness. And I think he retired shortly after this one, too. He Just did dominated the league. Dominated. For me, the first thing I remember about football – not the first thing, but one of the first like things that I remember about football was like, yo, that team just lost its fourth straight Super Bowl. <laughs> the Bills, spoiler alert, lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's Imagine crazy. Getting to the Super Bowl once, how hard that is for some of the teams in our league. Twice, three times, four times, the LeBron James thing, and then losing all four of them. Yeah. And some of them in blowout fashion. Oh man, heartbreaking. So I remember that. Personally, personally, anything that stands out for you from 93? Yeah, so this probably goes with your theme of 1993 not being a great year. Not a great moment here for me. I was fighting with my little brother. I don't know why, but he slammed a a door in front of me and it had like glass panes for each panel. There was like three of them and natural reaction just to kind of block it, right? With your forearm. Because I was chased. I was right on his ass. I was about to catch him. But uh, the glass door shattered. I had like this chunk of meat and like a U-shape just kind of fall out. So probably like that close to losing my arm, but they had to like stitch that bad boy up. So scary moment for me. Whew, yeah, that's a toughie. Um, mine's not physically as damning, yeah. but definitely had an effect on my psyche. I started kindergarten in 1993. I was five years old. You know, it's your first foray into school. Yep. You you learn a lot of things, right? You learn a lot of school things. More importantly, you learn a lot of social norms and things to help you adjust into the person you're going to be. One of those things that I used to do before kindergarten that I haven't done since was I used to sing while I shat. So I would take a poop. I'd sing. I like singing. What a better time. Because, you know, it's not like I had TikTok or Instagram or Twitter yeah, exactly. or Facebook or MySpace part whatever whatever you cool kids are doing now on the shitter um i didn't have any of that so i would sing 
and probably my second or third day in kindergarten, I was in the shitter, which most kindergarten classes have like their own separate girls and boys bathroom inside mm-hmm. the class. So it's not even like I was in a bathroom far away from the class. I was a door away from all of my classmates and I'm <laughs> shitting and I'm like singing. I don't even know some nursery rhyme, probably like one eyed, one horn flying purple peep, whatever. You know, I mean, that was one that was Johnny crack corn and I don't care. I don't know. Row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row. Yeah, you get it. Um, You know, doesn't seem that normal. And like, I remember my teacher softly knocking at the door going, excuse me, Matthew, could you not sing while you're in there? And then just eruption of laughter. I was like, well, I live here now. Not coming out. Tell the guys to use the other bathroom. Tell the girls and boys to share. This is mine now. Um, And then I walked out and then was super embarrassed. It's the first time I remember being embarrassed. And that's why I think the memory sticks out so vividly. For sure. I feel like that's something we could bring back. Like, why don't we just start it? We're in the bathroom. Maybe there's like four stalls and we're dropping a deuce and we just start singing. Definitely a power move. If you're at work, I recommend you do it. Cert dominance. But you got to sing something like something aggressive, right? I don't, yeah. I don't know what it would be. Um, you can't, you can't limp dick into that. You got to really go hard in the paint. Say, so not Katy Perry fireworks. Oh, that's a good one. That's hard to paint. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. Like if I walked into the bathroom and someone was just singing on the shitter, I'd probably laugh, join them. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ridicule. It'd be like I'm laughing with them. Yeah. Imagine opening the door and you just hear, "I came in like a wrecking ball." Good. Maybe. Maybe we should bring it back. Yeah. It was just one of the first of what you'll see. Or spoiler alert: reoccurring theme with me having some embarrassing shit related story. Yeah. Uh, there's another big one coming up in I don't know seven years. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. We've already gotten there, but we'll get there. We've again. been there a couple times already. We'll revisit, I'm sure. All right, let's break down some sports championships. 1993, uh, as the aforementioned, Bills lost their fourth Super Bowl to the Cowboys by a score of 30-13. to 13. Cowboys back-to-back Super Bowl winners over the Buffalo Bills, who only scored 13 points in their fourth straight loss. This After this started my favorite trend of the Cowboys not winning another Super Bowl from 1993 to uh, as we are now, 2021. So it was good from that standpoint. Uh, MLB Blue Jays went back-to-back too. Four to two over the Phillies and the NBA Bulls, four to two over the Suns. So, do we have repeat winners in every sport that year? Bulls went back to back. Blue Jays went back to back. Blue Jays Cowboys went back to back. And those main three. We'll find out when David comes on and lets us know about hockey because I don't know. <laughs> uh, hockey would be the only other one, right? All right. What do we got fantasy wise, Tony? All right. Fantasy. So, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. So, your top quarterback for this year was Steve Young with 4,000 passing yards, 29 touchdowns. And then he actually was very prolific on the ground. He had 400 yards and two touchdowns, which, I mean, that today that wouldn't really be much. But back then, that, that was huge. You know, he'd probably be considered like your Josh Allen or Russell Wilson on the ground. Uh, at wide receiver, we had his teammate, Jerry Rice. So 98 catches for 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Running back again, Emmett Smith, 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns. And then he added 57 catches for 400 and a touchdown. And then at tight end, we had the other sharp, Shannon, catch 81 passes for just under 1,000 at 995, and he had nine touchdowns. So there's your quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight ends for 1993. 93 was a good year for some of us. Good year for movies, not good year politically. Definitely not a good year for me shitting and singing, but (laughs) it's 2021. I'm a king. I'm bringing it back, so let's go. I hope you enjoyed 1993. Come back for 1994. Don't let the <laughs> mysteriously soft intro and outro to the Growing Up with Matt and Tony segment deter you from the content that is in between. It is phenomenal stuff we're putting out 
I am working on getting us in and out as uh, seamlessly as I am navigating the waters inside. So very nice. I like 93. <laughs> Even if you have a canned statement and you end it next time, like I'm still going to make you do this. It's so funny. I love it. Oh, I fucked up 1992. April 26th. April 26th, 1992. There was a riot on the streets. Tell me where were you? April 26th, my birthday. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I was going to ask you where you were. Like when we intro that, I just forgot to add it to my notes. And of course, I forgot to mention it, but damn it. Celebrating my fourth birthday. Were you rioting in the streets of LA? Maybe. Or maybe I was in Banning at the old Deutsch facility park celebrating a picnic for my birthday. Fair enough. All right. Hey, guys, I understand you're busy. You've got a lot going on and adding yet another podcast to your queue is probably asking a lot. Well, what if I told you that you have the opportunity to get in at the ground level of something big? something that's knocking at the door of podcast stardom. If that's piqued your interest, then go check out the Taco Court Fantasy Football Podcast. That show is run by one of our own, Nate Molinay, and he goes through NFL news and notes, fantasy football, and segments ranging from fatherhood to beer recommendation to bangers of the week. That is linked in our show notes, so download an episode and give him a shot. You can also follow him on his socials at Naderade530 or at Taco Court Pod. I'm going to be honest. If you have a choice to listen to this podcast or his, listen to his. Listen to the Taco Court Fantasy Football Podcast before you listen to 58 Whisking. If you had to choose, I'm saying hopefully you don't. Hopefully you have a long drive with lots of traffic and it's yeah. terrible. And you have plenty of time to listen to these things. But if you don't, 1993 was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Matt. Thanks for the quickie. Sometimes we don't need to drag it out with foreplay and pillow talk. We can just jump straight to the meat potatoes of the podcast. Any parting words? Wham, bam, thank you, fam. Wham, bam, thank you, fam. Is that a mid-90s reference? You've dropped one of those before. So wham, bam, thank you, ma'am might be, but fam's more recent. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring the old with the new. Also, okay. wham, bam, thank you, fam is kind of, I mean, incesty, I guess. I don't like it. I don't like I it I don't like all. it either. It sounded good, and then I said it. And then it sounded not good after I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. All right. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. And Mother's Day is fast approaching. So that's May 9th, I think. You're welcome. Because you wouldn't be mothers without these fathers. Well, we have, we have our own day. You don't have to do that. We have Father's Day. We do? We do. Yeah. Babe, I thought you said to cancel this shit like six years ago. What the fuck? She's not here. <laughs> All right. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, just real quick, just want to make sure you're aware. Um, there's a alien race of women yep. that are out abducting men with big dicks. Now, you have nothing to be worried about. Don't concern yourself. I just want to tell you, this spaceship's fucking awesome. <laughs> nice. Well played. Well played. My wife told me that uh, I should get in touch with my feminine side, so I uh, crashed the car. <laughs> crashed the car. <laughs> and then ignored her all day for no reason. It's maybe parked like horribly crooked inside a parking spot. Hit a curb on a turn. Carry the family on her back. Teach my kids how to be upstanding individuals. It, there's some good, but the bad, there's some good, the bad. Hold grudges for years and and don't tell years. your partner about it. Years. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's move on before we get divorced.